Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I want to thank you for joining us today online. I want you to go right now before we get started and download our app. You can download it from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store by simply searching Word of Life Carlsbad. If you would like to give today, then you can give online by going to our app or our website, or you can also text 84321, and when you search, just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Who's ready to get into the Word of God today? Hallelujah. All right. What I, the reason I had them stay up here this morning is, is the title of my message today is Harmony. And I want to demonstrate harmony because they were singing amazing harmonies on that song they just finished. Okay? So uh, let's go back to that chorus and just you by yourself, just do that chorus by yourself. And then I want to bring in and add the harmonies to it. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Okay, hang on just a second before you add those in. Now, you see, Jesus is not a soloist. You know, many times we talk about Jesus being the only begotten Son of God. But did you know that after Jesus rose from the dead, he was never again called the only begotten Son of God? He was called the first begotten among many brethren. See, Jesus, he, he, the, the plan of God was not that Jesus would just come and do a solo act and then it just be Jesus. But you see, he's invited you and I to sing harmonies with him. Praise God. Now he's called the firstborn among many brethren. Now notice the difference when we add in the harmonies on that. Oh, hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my Now, I know it may be it may be hard. You're used to singing all of that together. But can, could you sing just your part without the other parts? Could you, could you do that? Okay. All right. Okay, I hope that you 
Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Didn't they do a great job? Praise God. And so I wanted you to have that in your, in your mind and in your ears, thinking about what a difference it makes when we bring the harmonies in and when we live in harmony with Jesus, our lead singer. Praise God. Praise God. He'll always and forever be the lead singer, but he's invited you to sing harmonies with him. Praise God. Praise God. And so we're going to dig into the word this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me just welcome our online audience this morning from around the world. Thank you for joining us today. And we have got a word from the Lord for you that I trust will be a blessing, and I know it will. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just lift one hand and say this together. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is spirit and life to me. I believe with all my heart that your word, sown in good ground, produces good fruit. Father, I am good ground for your word. I'm a doer of the word, not a hearer only, and I am blessed in my deeds. And I rejoice today, Father, because you sent the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me. So I call on you today, Holy Spirit, to do your work in my life. I'll receive truth, act upon it, be changed by it, and I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 18. It says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, my title this morning is Harmony, and so I want to talk about what harmony is. See, as they sang the harmonies this morning, I had them break off and sing the individual parts for a reason for you to notice that they were singing different notes. Now, if you, if you know... Uh, if you know music, then I'm not telling you something you, you didn't already know. But um, for those who may not be educated in music, you may not understand that each one of them was singing a different note, three different notes. But when they were blended together, we call that harmony. Praise God. And each part is important. But really, if they had not sang the words, if they had just, uh, uh, if they had just sang la, 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 you know, you, you probably, Jason was singing the, the melody line, and if he had just sang the words la, la, la to the melody line, you probably would have recognized the song, particularly since we just got finished singing it. But... If the harmony parts, if they had sang that without the words, you might not have even recognized the song that was being sung. You know, if, if Alyssa would have just sang La 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 to her part all by herself, you know, take away the guitar, the, the, you know, everything, just her line, you probably would not have recognized the song. Same thing with Isaiah. You probably would not have recognized the song just by his part. But as you put those parts together and you blend them together, it makes a beautiful sound, a beautiful music. And so what a harmony is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a musical term, but it is individual notes that have a relationship to one another so that when you put them together, now you could take a person who is, who is very musical and has a, has a tuned musical ear and 
you know, you can ask them to sing a note that does not relate to the other notes being sung, and that's a hard thing for them to do. It is hard to sing a note that is not part of the harmony structure. Yeah. Where, where's one of my singers? They all left. But I was going to ask, you know, is that not true that if, if you're trying to sing a note that does not fit into the harmony structure, that's hard to do. It's hard to sing that note. And to, to sing a line that doesn't relate to the, to the other lines because you hear this music in your head. You hear this, this, uh, these harmonies going on in your head. Now, I was thinking, actually, when I was in Guatemala a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about this, and, and we, we had early morning prayer one morning, and so I was, I was just, I was praying and meditating, and I just kept hearing the Spirit of God say, harmony, 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 on, on the inside of me. I just kept hearing that, and then I began to realize that what the Lord was telling me is that it is, when, when we are tuned in to the life of God on the inside of us, it is harder to live out of harmony than it is to live in harmony. Now, I hear people say that living the Christian life is hard. I completely, I could not more adamantly disagree with you. Living the Christian life is the easiest thing. You just like a skilled singer, it's easy to sing the harmony line. It is hard to sing in another key. You know, I don't know what key that song was in, but let's just say, for instance, that it was in the key of G. And if I had asked Isaiah to sing in the key of F, as the rest of them to sing in G, and Isaiah to sing in F, he couldn't have done it. I guarantee you he could not have done it. Because it is easy, and when the life of Christ is on the inside of us, to sing in harmony or to live, let me say, in harmony with, what, with, with the life of Christ on the inside of us is easy. It's hard. This is why the scripture says that G Jesus said, come to me, all you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But he says, the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. The one who tries to go against the life of Christ on the inside, who tries to sing in F when he's singing in G, that's what's hard. That is when life gets difficult. That's when life gets hard is when we try to sing in another key other than what he's singing in. Praise God. Am I making sense to anyone? Is everybody following what I'm saying? You know, when the life of Christ is on the inside of us to sing another tune, another song, another line that doesn't fit in the structure with what he is uh, singing on the inside of you, it is difficult. Praise God. Now, get this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 18. Let me read this again. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now, when you bring those notes together, Isaiah sang a note, Alyssa sang a note, Jason sang a note, and then we reconciled those together into a chord. You know, and when, when they were reconciled together, that's a picture of what God did in Christ. He reconciled us 
Do you have a note to sing? Your neighbor has a note to sing. Jesus has a note to sing. And we have all been reconciled to him. He is singing the melody line. Praise God. Praise God. The melody line, you'd recognize that line easily. You know, I said you wouldn't have recognized what uh, Isaiah was singing. You would not have recognized what Alyssa was singing. But you would recognize perfectly the melody line. See, we recognize what Jesus is saying, but God has reconciled us to him so that we are in perfect harmony with him. Living the Christian life is easy. You know, I hear people say, well, nobody said it would be easy, but it'd be worth it. Well, I'm saying it would be easy. All right? So you can no longer say nobody's saying it would be easy. Because I'm saying it. Actually, Jesus said it. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. So Jesus said it a long time before I did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But then he goes on, he has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So he said, not only have you been reconciled to him, but he's now given you a ministry to invite others into this harmony, into this harmonious life with Christ. Praise God. That is that God was in Christ. God was the one that initiated the reconciliation. Praise God. Wasn't our idea. It was his idea. He has reconciled us by Christ Jesus. He was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or not counting to them their trespasses to them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now in verse 20, he goes on and he says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise God. So God, in, a, in keeping with what we're talking about today, God has written the song. Praise God. And he said, you see, here's, here's the thing. Every one of us, did, did you realize that you want the same thing for your life that God wants for your life? Now, sometimes we don't realize that. We think that we wanted something entirely different. You know, every unbeliever, every sinner out there, they want the same thing for their life that God wants. Now, they have a different idea of how to achieve that, of how to, to attain that. But let me, let me just say this. You know, you want, every, every person wants to be healthy, right? God wants you to be healthy. Every person out there, we'll, we'll dig into this a little bit more uh, before we get to the end of this today. But every person out there, they, they all want to be well provided for, right? No, nobody wants to be starving. Nobody wants to be, uh, you know, sleeping in the cold, without shelter. Everybody, everybody wants to be accepted. You realize God wants those very same things for you. Now, this is why he says, be reconciled to God. He wants the same thing. We're, we're after the same thing for our life that God 
wants for our life. So he said, just come on in and be reconciled to God. And when you start singing in harmony with him, when you begin to harmonize with Jesus, praise God, then is when you truly find the beautiful music that life is supposed to be. Praise God. It's when you're trying to sing off key, when you're trying to sing in, an, in another key entirely, that's when life gets messed up. Praise God. Praise God. Now, harmony is a combination of simultaneous musical notes in a, we call it a chord. There are different kinds of chords and different kinds of chord structures. But one thing about it, when, when you put the notes of a chord together, it is a pleasing sound. Praise God. Now, look at this, Isaiah chapter 53. Remember I said that everyone wants the same thing that God wants. But it's just a difference in how do we get there. And here's what we need to come in, here's what we need to recognize. All right, let me just give you some for instances. We want... Everybody wants to be visually desirable. You know, that's why you got up this morning and you dressed. That's why you did your hair. That's why you got a haircut at some point, you know, whether it was this week or whatever. You got your hair cut. You got your hair done. You put on clothes that look nice. You didn't wear, uh, you know, clothes that don't go together and, uh, you know, you, you tried to, to, to dress appropriately before you come out in public, you know, that's, that's why nobody's here in their pajamas this morning because you want it to, you want to be visually accepted, visually desirable here. Nobody wants to be unattractive. It, it, uh, how many of you, just, let's just be honest for a moment. How many of you, it would hurt your feelings if somebody just said, just, just flat out told you you were ugly? You know, that, that might bother you a little bit because nobody wants to be ugly. But yet, here's the thing. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 2 says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground, so he has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we would desire him. Now, the word comeliness, that's not a word that we use often. You know, how many used that this week? Nobody, nobody used the word comeliness this morning, you know. Uh, but that word, literally, it has to do with a visual attraction, okay? It's a, and see, Jesus, now remember this. Everything Jesus did in his work at the cross was to be your substitute so you don't have to, all right? So notice again, with that in mind, notice he says, he's out of, as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Isaiah 52 verse 14 says, just as many were uh, astonished at you, so his visage, his, the visual image of him, was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So, uh, and now, why did Jesus go through this? Why was his vision, his visual image, why was it so marred? In other words, Jesus, at, in his work at the cross, he became hideous to look at. But he did this 
so that you would always be the apple of the Father's eye. Praise God. Psalm 17, verse 8 says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Jesus became ugly. He became so marred. Now, you know, a, a few years back, I would go and visit my mother at a nursing home. I'd go there every day and visit her and spend some time with her. And, you know, there were people there that age, sickness, and disease had taken their toll, had taken its toll upon them so that, you know, limbs were twisted and, you know, and, and facial muscles didn't hold the face in place like it should. And, they're, you know, and, and um, you know, you've seen people that because of various diseases and illnesses in their body, their body became twisted and distorted. And, you know, and so, you know, a person that once was beautiful to look at was not so beautiful to look at anymore. And, you know, I, I thought about this, that as Jesus hung on the cross, he became the curse for us. So I believe that every sickness and every disease known to man came upon him that day. And when it did, if you can imagine what one, you know, certain diseases do this to people's bodies. You can imagine that if they all came upon them at once, not to mention the fact that he was beaten with stripes, you know, uh, not to mention that he was nailed to a cross, so he's there in anguish. But every sickness and every disease known to man and some that have not even been discovered yet came upon him. So his visage was so marred. Praise God. And he did that so that you would be the apple of your father's eye always. Praise God. Praise God. Now, everybody wants to be well provided for. Isaiah chapter 53 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The word peace here is the word shalom. And this word is not just a tranquility, but this, this word peace, it refers to our entire well-being, which involves your provision. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross, they stripped him naked. I mean, they, he hung on the cross stripped naked because that, that was humiliation. And they wanted to humiliate him as much as possible. So they took everything from him, including his clothing. And he hung there on the cross with nothing. The soldiers gambled for his clothes. And he hangs there as nothing. Why? So you could be well provided for. Praise God. Praise God. The chastisement of your well-being was upon him. So in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, it says, Do not fear, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Jesus was stripped of everything so that the kingdom could be given to you. Praise God. Praise God. Remember I said we all want the same thing God wants? Everybody wants to be healthy. But God afflicted Jesus so that you could be healthy. 
Praise God. Isaiah 53, 4, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Praise God. Everybody wants to be accepted. Everyone. We, we, we all want acceptance. So what did Jesus do about that? Isaiah 53, 3, he is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. In other words, we didn't understand why he was despised. We thought he was despised for some other reason, but the reason he was despised was so you could be accepted. Praise God. 1 Corinthians, uh, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. He was despised and rejected so you could be accepted. Hallelujah. Everybody, everybody wants wisdom, right? We, we all want to understand. We want to be wise. So Isaiah 53, verse number 7, says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughterers, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. So we all want to know what to say, what to, what, what to do in difficult situations. He became wisdom for you, praise God. When he was led as a lamb is dumb before its shears, he opened not his mouth so that you could open your mouth and speak wisdom. Praise God. Praise God. Nobody wants to be judged, right? Nobody wants to be judged. You, you don't want people judging you. I mean, we hear that all the time. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Isaiah 53, verse number 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. He was taken from prison and judgment. Praise God. In other words, he withstood judgment. The judgment when we were receiving the communion table today, the full judgment of God came upon him. For your sins and my sins. And because of that, you and I don't have to fear judgment. Praise God. Praise God. I'm not telling you people won't judge you, but I'm saying if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, He bore the judgment of God in your place so that you won't be judged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, we all want the same thing God wants. He's called us to, get, to come into harmony with him, praise God, so that when we are in harmony with him, see, God has this song in mind. He's got this song and what it should sound like, praise God. It's just we, and, you know, you take... This group of singers that was up here this morning, they sang in harmony, but they had in mind what this song was supposed to sound like. And they all sang their part in harmony so that the end result would sound like what the song was supposed to sound like. Praise God. Jesus is the lead singer and we are to sing in harmony or to live our lives in harmony with him. We all want the same thing. Every singer wants the same end result. 
They want the same sound. They don't want it to sound like three notes. They want it to sound like one song. Praise God. God doesn't want it to sound like your note and your note and your note and your note. You know, He wants it to sound like His song. Praise God. Praise God. We all want the same thing, but how you get there is Christ. Praise God. How you get there is to come into harmony with Him and live in harmony with Him. Until we harmonize with Jesus, you won't really know what the song is supposed to sound like. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Till we, let's go back and look at this again. Till we all come to the unity of the faith. The singers all have to come in unity with the lead singer. Praise God. To the knowledge of the Son of God. You got to know where he's going. To the knowledge of the Son of God. To the perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Praise God. Now, here's my paraphrase of that. Now, remember, this is my paraphrase. In other words, I am putting this in my own words that are consistent with, uh, with what we're talking about today. Till we all come to the unity of the faith into perfect harmony with Jesus and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man making beautiful music with him to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that his song is heard in the way it was intended to be played. Praise God. Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 18 says, But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Some of you are supposed to be altos. Some of you are supposed to be sopranos. Some of you are supposed to be tenors. Some of you are supposed to be baritones. Some of you are supposed to be basses. But nonetheless, it all comes to the unity of the faith so that when put together with him, we get a song that sounds like what he had in mind. Praise God. And if... They were all one member, where would the body be? You know, if everybody's singing, if everybody wants to be the lead singer, you know, but Jesus is the lead singer. We only have one lead singer, and that's Jesus. Praise God. Where would the body be? Now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Now, to get the song to sound like what it was supposed to sound like this morning... There are those members which seem to be weaker, but they are necessary to make the full sound. Praise God. You know, you might say, well, Alyssa's part was unnecessary, or Isaiah's part was unnecessary. Only the lead singer's part was necessary. But notice what the scripture says that the head, Jesus, remember he's the lead singer? The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Jason couldn't say, you know, he doesn't have Alyssa and Isaiah up here just to look good. 
Now, that might be a byproduct, but, you know, that's not the, the main intention. The main intention is he has them up here because they blending their voices and their parts with his part. See, th they make the song. Praise God. The head, Jesus, the lead singer, can't say to you, the baritone, can't say to you, the alto, I don't need you because he needs your parts to make the song sound like what it's supposed to sound like. Praise God. <clears throat> now, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Let's, let's leave off the A off of that word accord. They were all in one chord, making one chord in one place. So they were all in one accord in one place. Praise God. Now, here's the thing. Let me just let me just get down to what I'm what I'm wanting to say this morning. I've I've illustrated this and and demonstrated with the idea of harmonies and melodies in in a chord structure to make a song. But here's the thing. When Christ is in us, You should not have to struggle to live right. No, why is that? Living right should not be a struggle for the believer. You see, living right comes as natural as singing harmony to a singer. Living right is because it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Hallelujah. And when Christ's life is being lived through me, the Apostle Paul said, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, He's saying that Christ's life is manifested through you. So, if I am in harmony with the life of Christ on the inside of me, if his life is actually being lived through and out of me, he doesn't want to do wrong. He doesn't want to harm his neighbor. He doesn't want to, you know, Jesus doesn't want to commit adultery. Jesus doesn't want to steal. Jesus doesn't want to, uh, you know, he, he doesn't want to run off his mouth saying things he shouldn't say. He said, I only say what I hear my father say. Jesus doesn't, you know, and, and it's his life. See, we got to understand that it is the life of Jesus being lived through us. Praise God. And if we can get that, you see, we somehow tend to think of ourselves separate from him. And it's us over here and he's over here. And we're trying to somehow please him when the way God intended this to work is when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, this is why the Apostle Paul said to the Colossians, is Christ in us the hope of glory. Because the life of Christ in you is to be lived out of you. Praise God. That is, why did he call it the hope of glory? Because that is the only hope you have if you're going to do it any other way, there is no hope of you ever 
manifesting the glory of God. If you're, going to, if you're going to do it some other way, there's no hope that you will ever manifest the glory of God. But Christ in us, living through us and out of us, you will manifest the glory of God. Hallelujah. And it should not be a struggle. So let me say this. If you're struggling to live right, renew your mind to the fact that Christ is in you and living through you. Praise God. You know, we used to say, well, you need to try harder. You need to work harder. You need to, you know, no, you don't need to work harder. You need to renew your mind. You need to renew your mind and become conscious of the fact that he is in you, that he is living out of you and through you. You see, if I don't understand that, then I'm always going to be trying to do it some other way. This is why Jesus said, come to me, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. In other words, it's not trying harder. It's resting more. Let me say, now that's, that, sounds, that sounds like music to our ears, right? It's not, you see, manifesting the life of Christ is not because you try harder. It's because you rest in him more. Praise God. Praise God. I, I'm, I'm telling you, That it is easy. Nobody said it would be easy. Yes, they did. I am the one who's telling you that it would be easy. Praise God. Praise God. For a believer, for the one who has Christ dwelling on the inside, living right, is no harder than singing harmony for a singer. You, you get that? Is that making sense? You got to renew your mind. It should be automatic. It should be automatic. Come to me and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there's been kind of a of a quiet kind of sermon, you know, nobody jumping up, shouting and hollering and running around. But it, but I planted some some things in you. You see, this is this is what deep is. This is this is going deep. It's going deep right down on the inside of you. Is what it is. Praise God. Deep. You know, some people think, well, you know, if you. You preach sin hard, well, that's going deep. No, this is going deep. Deep is right down on the inside of you. That's as deep as you can get. Right down on the inside of you. That's where he is. That's where his life is manifested out of you. Renew your mind to, to be conscious of the life of God, the life of Christ in you. That is your only hope of glory, but it's a sure hope. Hallelujah. You don't need more than one hope. You just need one. Just one. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, if you're here today and you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you're watching me online today, you have never received Jesus. You see, this is the hope of glory. It's the only hope of glory you have. It's the only hope of glory you need. Praise God. How does that happen? You see, when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, He, in the person of the Holy Spirit, 
moves on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And out of the abundance of the heart, you know, we used to preach this all the time, so, well, you know, what comes out of your mouth will, will show us what's on the inside of you. Well, there's, there's some truth to that. But, but let me just say this. If he is in you, he's in you in abundance. He's not just sort of in you. And I always say, you didn't receive many me, Holy Spirit. You, you received, you didn't receive Holy Spirit Junior. You received Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. So he is in you in abundance. And so out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks, you live your life. Praise God. But you have to receive him so that he is in you first. If, otherwise, you're just trying to do this in your own self-effort and you will fail. But when you begin to realize the life of God that is in you and allow that, him to live out of you, praise God. Praise God. That's how you live this life. And how does that happen? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you believe that, if you believe Jesus went to the cross and paid for your sins and that he rose again from the dead, I'm going to ask you to just pray this prayer with me right now, right where you're at. Whether you're in this room or whether you're watching online, I want everyone to pray this prayer with me. And if you pray this and you mean this, you believe what you're saying, then according to God's Word, you will be saved. Praise God. So just pray this right now. God in heaven, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me to pay for my sins so I wouldn't have to pay for them and that you raised him from the dead so I could have new life and right now I choose Jesus and I invite Jesus into my life to be my Lord and my Savior thank you Jesus for dying for me Thank you for paying for my sins. And I receive you now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Well, thank you once again for joining us today online. We want to connect with you, and we can do so one of three ways. You can email us church at wolcarlsbad.com. You can connect with us via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash wolcarlsbad, or you can click contact us via our app or our website. We would love to hear from you, and we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. Thanks for joining us.